You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, I'm excited to be up here today um, to be asked to, to share today on the New Year's. Um, really excited just to be here and, and just want to welcome everybody that is visiting with us, either here or online. Um, just, just grateful that you're here, grateful you're starting off a new year coming to hear God's word, um, because that really needs to be the foundation of what we stand upon, you know, and, and to, oops, and what we're going to be talking about today is draw, okay, you know, how do we draw near to God, how do we draw near to others, and how, we, how do we draw others to ourselves, um, you know, and it's been a different mindset this year for me coming into the new year, you know, a lot of times when I look at the new year, I look at the year, ahead, right? I have a really, a, a, big, a bigger mindset. I look at the big picture of things, you know, and there's been a major change in, in our lives this year that's happened that's really got me looking at my life situations on a much shorter time frame, and it's this. <laughs> uh, we welcomed our son Silas in this year. Um, he's three months, um, so we now have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a three-month, and it has changed my perspective on everything. Okay, I, I no longer look, <laughs> I, I, it's very hard for me to look at anything past the day, okay? Um, you know, and it's been amazing, right? It's this, this amazing shift towards living more for the day. Um, you know, and there are days where I'm overjoyed and energized and just, just completely blown away that God has redeemed my life the way he has. I never thought I would be sitting up here with a beautiful family and two kids after all the things that I've been through in my life and all the poor decisions that I've made in my life. But our God is a God who redeems. Our God is a God of second chances. And so there's days where I am just completely blown away by this fact. Then there's other days, <laughs> um, you know, where if I'm being completely honest, I'm just praying for the patience and the power to get through the day. Um, I never thought having a second child can test you <laughs> and, and, and refine you and put the fire to you like it has for me this year. Um, and it's just, it's really given me a different perspective, and it's really what brought me to this message today. Um, you know, this, this whole shift in mindset, you know, and, and it's helped me also because with two kids, I've been wrestling with a lot of real challenging long-term questions like, what kind of world am I bringing these kids into? You know, it's scary. And, and, and you know, what kind of things are they going to experience as they get older? There's so many uncertainties and so many things right now in life that we just don't know. We don't know how this year is going to look. I think four weeks ago, we were all pretty optimistic of what this year is going to look. And then you look at the crowd today, and we realize there's a lot of people not here for, for different health reasons, for, for COVID. We just don't know. Oops. Oops. Sorry. I'll get to that in a minute. But we just, we just don't know, okay? Um, you know, and so I shifted my mindset this new year to take each day for what it is. Trusting that our God is a God who's in control. Trusting that our God is a God that's never changing and, and standing upon those truths. You know, and, and many of us in the beginning of this year, you know, use this time as a fresh start, a way to recenter ourselves, right? You know, and, and there are a lot of different New Year's resolutions that we come up with. You know, here are just a few of them. Maybe you're going to get buffed this year. This is the year, okay? You went out before Christmas. You got yourself, you got yourself a gym membership. And you're saying, hey, this is the year, okay? Those biceps that are missing right now, they're going to be there. 
that chest that's sunken, I'm going to have one. And this is the year, okay? Maybe it's the, maybe it's the pedometer. I'm, man, I'm hitting those 12,000 steps every day, okay? 12, all right, let's be more realistic. 6,000 steps every day, right? I'm going to hit it this year. You know, I tried last year. I kind of fell short, but I'm, I'm on it. Maybe it's healthy eating, okay? Maybe there's a new diet you're going to try, or you know what, I'm really going to infuse vegetables into my diet this year, or maybe I'm going to cut out red meat. Maybe I'm going to do, do some sort of fasting. Yeah, I know, that's a hard one to do. Maybe I'm going to do some sort of fasting, right, intermittent fasting, something that's going to really help me to get healthy this year. Or maybe, is it there? No, hold on, am I pushing the wrong thing? There it is. Or maybe I'm going to gain some knowledge, right? This is the year that I'm really going to study up on this certain topic that I've, I've been interested in, whatever that is. Or maybe it's a hobby I'm going to learn. Or maybe it's just reading books. Like, I'm going to get into and read a bunch of books this year and just really read up on things because, man, I just haven't taken the time in my life to do that up to this point, right? Um, you know, and... I think everyone in this room and everyone on TV could, or on YouTube right now watching could say that they probably had one of these at one point, if not multiple, if not all of them, and if not this year, right? Um, and and it, they're all good things, right? These are amazing things, knowledge, eating healthy, right? Um, you know, get, getting stronger, becoming more fit. These are all amazing things. These are great things that we invest in and they're important, right? But after a couple weeks or months, Right? What's often the reality? Oops. What happened here? There you go. That, that piece of equipment you bought so you could get fit now turns into a footstool. Yeah. Right? As you watch, eat, look, you might even have a beer there. Okay? Or, you know, you, you, said, you said that you would stop eating junk food for the New Year resolution. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Or, if you're like me and you just, you've outsmarted the whole process, you can't break New Year's resolutions if you don't make any, right? And, and we all get to this point, right, where we try these new things out. They're all good quality things, and they just don't last, right? And if, if you've done them and they've lasted, praise God, right? <laughs> you, you are the one percenters, right? You are the one percenters. Um, you know, but if I'm honest with myself, putting all jokes aside, Many of my New Year's resolutions over the year have really been focused on self, right? I've really just focused on me, you know? And why do we feel that if we start with ourselves, everything else will fall in line? In Romans eleven thirty six, it says this, for everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever, amen. Um, and in the Christian Standard Bible version, it says this, for from him and through him and to him are all things. So how does our New Year's resolutions this year hold up to these scriptures? Are we acknowledging them? You know, we can have many things that we want to work on each year, but if, if God is not at the center of them, right, they're incomplete. We can focus on family. This is the year, man, our family's going to bond, man. We're going to go out. We're going to do all sorts of cool vacations. We're going to grow together. I'm really going to reach my child this year. Man, it's just going to be an amazing year for my family, 
right? I mean, it's, it, and this is an awesome thing, right? This is important, okay? But what does Jesus say? In Luke 14, 26, or 26, he says, you cannot be my disciple unless you love me more than you love your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brother and sister. You cannot follow me unless you love me more than you love your own life. Wow. And this has been a tough one for me with the two boys now and a growing family and just starting this family off, yes, at my ripe age of in the 40s, it's all consuming, okay? It's really hard sometimes for me to get this balance right and to figure out how God fits into all this. But God must be first. Maybe it's exercise, and we talked about this, you know? Man, I got that gym membership. I'm gonna get on that exercise routine. I'm gonna get buff. I'm going to do all these things that are important. You know, maybe my, maybe my uh, blood pressure's high, right? So I really need to focus on this here. This is going to be, you know, the year that I do this. Okay, but, w- but what does Scripture says? 1 Timothy 4.8 says this, For physical training is, is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding the promise for both the present life and the life to come. I think we can lose focus on the second part of this, the life to come. Right, and it becomes about self and less about God, you know. And it's physical training is a great thing, you know. It does have some value, but godliness has value for all things. Oops. The next one, I'm going to eat healthy this year, you know. We went over this, but man, I'm really going to I'm really going to do it. But what does Jesus says? Matthew 16, 15, 11, He says, "What goes into the mouth, the man's mouth, does not make him unclean." But what comes out of his mouth is what makes him unclean. What about knowledge? Okay, knowledge is a great thing. You know, we should always be learners, right? We should always go after learning new things and experiencing new things. And I think we experience God through that, right? But what does scripture says in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says, But for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than yours. There's contrast here, right? I mean, all these resolutions are great things. They have some value, right? But if it isn't from him and through him and to him, as it says in Romans 11, they are short-sighted and they're incomplete. So what happens when we don't meet or stick to our stick to our resolutions? We've all been there, right? We've all been there. Man, my lack of results, you know, become discouraging. I get really bummed out, man. Like this is like the third year in a row I tried this out, right? And it just hasn't happened for me, right? Or my convictions fade. You know, I I I just don't have the same resolution that I had to keep keep at this, right? And when that happens, my focus and my effort lacks. Like, man, I you know, I went from five days a week in the gym to three days a week in the gym to hoping I make it this week, right? I fall back into bad habits, okay? Man, I, you know what? Part of me eating healthy was, you know, I'm going to stop having that glass of wine in the evenings or I'm, I'm not going to eat red meat. And next thing you know, you're, you're, at, you're at Bruce Hall with the buddies watching games, right? Uh, you know, we, and then what happens? We give in and give up. I mean, let's just be honest. It's hard to keep at this. It's hard to stay focused on this. Right? When, when all these things slowly start fading away, you just give in. And then what do you do? You shelf it to the next year. 
You know, and the same could be said for our faith, right? The lack of results in our walk with God can be discouraging. You know, and oftentimes we don't know why we're not having breakthroughs. Okay? We don't know this. You know, what I would say is maybe it's because we're not acknowledging God in the things that we're focusing on. Right? And when that happens, our convictions fade, right? We give into it. So these things that we're wondering and trying to fight for become the same things that cause our convictions to fade. Right? And, and then what happens? We fall back into old habits. Maybe it's a sin that you've been trying to get away from. Maybe it's isolating and not being a part of the body. I mean, there's a million things that, that you, in these old habits. Maybe you're just not getting into the Bible every day. You, you've stopped reading the Word. Right? And then you just kind of give in and give up. Okay, I'll show up on Sundays, or I'll watch from home, right? And then what do we do? We shelf it to the next year. Next year is going to be the year that I grow closer to God. You know, and it's made me have to ask myself some really hard questions, right? So I have to ask myself, what parts of my faith have I put on the shelf this year? Or even better, what parts of my faith do I need to take off the shelf? We all have them. Right? We've all put things up on the shelf, waiting for a better time. Okay? But there's no time like today. There's no time like today. You know? And so how do we avoid falling into these pitfalls? Approach every day as we do the new year. Approach every day as we do the new year. In Lamentations 3, it says this, But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will have hope in him. His mercies are new every morning. So why do we wait for the new year? You know, we can approach the scripture two different ways, right? We can read it and become complacent, right? His mercies are new every day. I can, I can do it tomorrow. <laughs> I can do it the next week. I can do it the next month, right? I have all the time in the world because God's grace covers me. And, and we turn it into a cheap grace, right? Let's, let's keep putting off what God's calling me to do, what his word calls me to do until X, Y, Z are in place, Right? Um, you know, and, and we got to understand that, you know, this is not a place, time to be complacent. It's a time to be inspired. The second way to approach it is this. You read it and you are inspired by it. God's mercies are new every day. Great is his faithfulness. And we are propelled and compelled and, and, and pushed forward by, by that truth. Right? We don't need to wait till the new year in Christ when we have the opportunity for new resolutions every day. Right? We can treat every day as a new opportunity, be inspired, and do not waste it. It's a choice. Every day is a choice. Okay? And, you know, we have that choice to hold on to our convictions in Christ. We have that choice to get back in the, in the good habits of following God's purpose and doing God's will. And we have a choice to put behind any habits that don't align with God's plan and purpose in our lives. It's a choice. Jeremiah 29, 11, and everyone's heard this scripture before. But there's a reason. 
right? Because it's such an amazing reminder for us. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. You know, and sometimes we can lose sight on the fact that God has a plan for us. We, there's this bigger plan that God has for his people, for his kingdom, for reaching the lost. Amen. Right? And we're all an intricate part of that. We are all part of this plan that God has put in place, and we can lose sight of our plan in all of this. We can, we can stop focusing on what God's called us to, and we can start focusing on ourselves. We can focus, stop focusing on what God wants us to be doing and start focusing on what we want to be doing. We can lose our inspiration, right? But it, this, I mean, just listen to this. If you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me. I will be found by you. That's a promise. So why am, I not, why am I not there? Are you seeking him with all your heart? If you don't know Jesus, if you don't have a relationship with God, he has a plan for you. Okay? He has a plan for you to prosper you and not to harm you. Okay? He has a future and a hope for you. And the hope goes past this earth. And, and that's important to hold on to here. It's not about our hope here on earth, even though he gives us that too. It's about our hope up in heaven. Because that's what this is all about. And we have to infuse him back in every aspect of our lives. You know, God does have a plan for you. Do you believe it? Does your life reflect it? Will tomorrow show it? Will Tuesday? Will Wednesday? Because every day you have an opportunity to let it. So how do we approach each day in God's plan and not ours? We draw. Okay? Every day is a canvas. You know, and for me, who ha has, have no artistic skill, this is a kind of a, a hard concept to hold on to you, but I know we have some really talented people in this fellowship, and there's nothing like sitting down, right, with a pencil and a sketchbook for some of you, or sitting down with a canvas and a fresh set of paint, right, or getting up on the mic with, with lyrics, right, of a song that just hits your heart that you, maybe you've never heard or never sung before. And just knowing that, like, the opportunities are great, yeah. right? The beauty that can come out of this is, a, is tremendous, you know? And that's what our life is, guys. It, it, every day is a canvas. It's not a yearly thing. It's a daily thing. So how do we do that? Number one, we draw near to God. In James 4, 8, 8 and 10, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. You know, and I looked at this one, and I, there's a lot of things I can talk about, okay? A lot of real fundamental things that we do to draw near to God, you know? Whether it's, re, you know, reading the word every day, uh, praying, fasting, all these things that do draw us near to God. Um, but I kind of want to take a, take a different look at this today. I have a different perspective. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about Newton's law of gravity, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Um, I, I'm not, yeah, for all you science people, are. Uh, yeah, it's not me, but amen. It, it, it rings some truth here. But, so it says, every object in the universe pulls each other 
another object. So for example, th this mic stand and that mic stand has a universal force, a universal pull that draws them near to each other, right? It it's the whole law of gravity. Everything is feeling that force, right? Um, and the force is an attractive force. It's n it's never, it never repels, it never pushes away, it always pulls, it always draws. Okay, and, and picture the force as, as just, you know, if you had a rope from this stand to this stand, you know, it's that tension that's, that's set in between those two objects. Okay, so what factors determine the pull between these two objects? Number one, it's the mass of the two objects. Okay, the mass is the amount of material that's in the object. Okay, so if you had these two, two objects here and I doubled the weight of this stand, it would double the pull between these two objects. But Newton's law says if I, if I double the weight of this stand as well, it would quadruple the pull between these two objects. And isn't that our, uh, the way it is in our life with God? He, the, ma the, the mass, the weight that he puts into our, his relationship with us, it never, it never diminishes. But when we match it, when we put more weight into our relationship with God, it, it grows exponentially. The second factor is distance, okay? The farther apart two objects become, the weaker the pull of the two objects, okay? So in, in, in my vast studying of the subject, if I was to take this stand and move it three times further away, in my logic, that pull would lessen by three. But the law says, if I move this three times further away, it would lessen by three times three, right? So, so this pull towards one another, it lessens exponentially. And isn't that what it, our life with God can be as well, yeah. right? The less we put into our relationship with God, the less we feel his pull. And we've all been there. Like, man, I just can't feel God anymore. Like, I don't feel his spirit. You know, I just feel distance. I don't feel it anymore, right? You know, and that spiritual force diminishes. You know, and we're either moving forward or we're moving back. We're either investing weight into our relationship with God or we are moving further and further away, right? There, there is no neutrality in our connection with God. And I think we lie to ourselves and have fooled ourselves to think that we can sit still, go about business as usual, Right? And our relationship with God somehow can grow stronger. It's not what Scripture says. It's not what Newton's law of gravity says. Right? Um, you know, there, there's a point where we have to take that step to start investing weight into that relationship and watch God run near to us. Right? Watch Him draw near. And so it got me thinking, okay, if we're not going to be looking at you know, looking at scripture, fasting, praying as ways to draw near to God. What, what's the way that I, I really draw near to God? Okay, and that's kind of what I wanted to share with you today. And for me, it's drawing near to others. Nothing shows me God like others. Considering we are all new creations, we, God molded us together in our mother's wombs. He knows us intricately and intimately. Okay? It's when I, get, when I invest in people's lives and get to know people and, and I look at their faith and I get inspired 
It inspires me in my walk with God and I draw closer to God because I see a glimpse of Jesus in them. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so, so one person sharpens another. Find those people in your life whose faith inspires you. Draw near to them. You know, those people, you, you just know, you know who they are. They live God's plan in a powerful way, right? Who have an impact on the world around them for Jesus. Who, our spiritual lives become dull when we aren't sharpened by these people, right? And then that distance grows. Be inspired by people. There was a quote I came across. It says, each friend represents a world in us, a world, uh, a world possibly not born until they arrive, and it is only by this meeting that a new world is born. You know, and I just, the, the part that says this, a new world is born to us through others. There's so much truth to that, right? There's so much truth to that. You know, and, it, and it's important to our walk with God. You know, who are we drawing near to? Do we draw near to those who inspire our faith or to those who allow us to be comfortable? Are we getting spurred or do we find those people and become that holy huddle where we're just comfortable in our faith, right? You know, we do it with other aspects of our lives. Like for me, when I was a new teacher, Okay, when I first became a teacher, I came into the teacher, I, you know, you had your student teacher, but they were, ever, they were never very good. And so you, you, you found the one that actually really inspired you, that, the, that you saw the students gravitate to, that you saw that they really loved. And you got to know those people. And you learned from them, and you soaked up as much as you could. You learned how to do lesson plans, and you, you learned how to motivate the kids in class. You, you learned how to deal with the, 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 the problem child kids in the class. Right, And you sought those people out, and you found them, and you grew because of it. Maybe you were in sales. You didn't go hang out with the dude who's not making any sales. You didn't come to that guy. You didn't even pay any attention to that dude. You found the dude who was making the money. You found the dude who, who, who just, like, this guy just kills it, right? And you go after those people, and you, you learn from them. Okay, what does he do? You know, how, how, does, how is he different? Right? And you start moving up that ladder because you're gravitating to the right people. You know, maybe it's in the arts. You know, maybe you find that person that just motivates you, right? Like, man, it's the way that they just sing. It makes me feel so close, right, to God. And you pull near to those people and you learn from them and you, you know, whatever that looks like for you, right? But why don't we do it when it comes to our faith? You know, who are those people that inspire you in your faith? To, to really live out an active faith. Living out our faith is active. Yeah. Right? It's not a comfortable faith. There's, not, there's no comfortable to it. You know, I had someone say, tell me this once, that if I'm comfortable in my faith, it's really no faith at all. Because faith challenges us. Faith is stepping out. You know, and, and, you know, m many of you know that me and my, my family went to Flagstaff this summer um, to go up and help plant a church. You know, and one of the big driving forces behind this, um, because we wanted to be inspired. We wanted to be around a group of people who were on a mission, right? It was a mission to go plant a church and help it to grow. And that was their sole focus. People moving over from all over the country, moving in there, Okay. And 
People may, oh, you went because you're good at it. No, I'm not good at evangelism. I'm not good at sharing. I'm not comfortable talking to people. We went because we wanted to be inspired to work on these places that we, found, we felt were weaker, weaker parts in our faith. Okay? It's not a strength of ours. If anything, it's a weakness. Okay? But these people, I just wanted to be inspired by them. I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to see what it looked like. Right? Um, you know, and, and seeing the brothers and sisters there that, that were really good and talented at it, right? That like, man, they could walk up to anybody and it was just like, no matter the stranger, it was like they knew them for years, right? And they're just, they're, they're, they're free-flowingness of talking about Jesus and talking about their faith and inviting someone out to church. Like, it was inspiring, you know? And as much as we call it outreach, right? We can call it in-reach, okay? Because it reaches into our hearts. It stirs us, you know? And I was talking to one of the brothers. It, it might have been Rhett. I'm not sure. That's why I didn't say it. But, um, and we were talking about how, how good it is for the soul, you know? And, and we've been doing these outreaches here. We've been go- doing it for the Harvest Fest and for the Christmas and going out into the community and inviting people out. Like, we have an amazing family here. We have some really gifted people, some people that really love God and love Jesus and let their lives show it. And we should be wanting to bring people in. Come, come learn what it is to live for God. Come learn what it is to, look, to have your life look like Jesus's, right? To what it is to have a community of people that love each other, that sacrifice for each other, that are there for each other. Because it's not in this world. It's missing, but we have it here, and that should motivate us. That should inspire us to do it. You know, and I really want to inspire, you know, challenge and, and, and invite anyone who hasn't been able to make it out to any of our outreaches to come out and do it. Because it's not, it's not only an outreach, it's an inreach. And if you feel like you need to be stirred in your faith again, come on out. Amen. And you'll, you'll feel it. Because you're not coming out to join a bunch of people who are comfortable doing it. You're coming out to join a bunch of people that are just as scared, just as nervous, and just as uncertain about doing it as you are. You know, and, and you know, I, I've been inspired by numerous people. I, I'm inspired by the Jacksons, Clay and Lynn. Yeah. They've been disciples for decades. Yeah. But the very first uh, outreach we did, guess who was there? They didn't say, hey, man, I've done this many times. I, I've gone knocking on doors. I've done all this over the years. I don't need to go out there. No, they said, you know what, outreach, we're there because they get it, and it's inspiring, you know, Fred Wilkes, man, like, we, we were going out, you know, to, to the park to, to, to share with people, and he was like, you know what, bro, I'm going door to door, and he was excited, and he was fired up, man, and you could just see the energy growing in him as the day went on, like, he was so excited for what he was doing, and so fired up to be out there again, mission-minded, and in the mission field, and it was inspiring, I think about Sonia Lee. We come out here to, for the Christmas, and she's the only single that showed up. But her and Nat were out there going over to Chicken Maison, inviting people out, sitting there in, in the restaurant, asking if, if we can put flyers up on their counter so if people come in, they can come to the service. That's inspiring. She didn't say, oh, no other singles are coming. I'm not going to go. She said, no, God has put a calling on my life. I, I'm available to be there, and I'm going to be there. It's inspiring. I think about Julio and Jackie Quintanilla. They've had a rough couple years, and I don't think many of you guys know it. Okay, they have a beautiful, unexpected child, 
after thinking they weren't too far off of having their kids out of the home, yeah. right? They've had a couple of real tragic deaths in the family, yeah. right? And they took a step back for a minute. You know, that's hard. But what's inspired me is to see how they took those things, right, and, and, and it, it, it's motivated them. And to see them come out of all that as fired up and excited for their faith and really pouring into people the way they have, it's inspiring. And one last one, the butlers. It's hard to come, move to another city, get to know people. It's been amazing to watch them just pour in and invest in people. You know, and I really feel like I've drawn close to Rhett since he's been here. You know, I think Rhett said it once, like, to, we were doing a, um, a chapel for the El Camino football team, and he told them, he's like, you know, I, I, I really barely know this dude, but I feel like I've known him for years. Right? And I think when you're in one in purpose with someone, that, that, that comes, right? But, you know, there's a million things on their plate, guys. They have three children. And if any of you think that full-time ministry, uh, they don't really work a real job, no, you're dead wrong. It is exhausting. I, it, I, I, yeah, I mean, I can go on for, for days on that. But he still finds time to come out to the outreaches. He shows up. Not because he's a paid minister, but because he knows it's good for him. It stirs his heart, and he knows that people need to know about Jesus. He comes to the El Camino football chapel. Why? Not because he has to. Because he sees young men that need to know the love of Christ. Amen. And that's inspiring. Find people that inspire you. And guys, the list can go on. We can talk about the Thomases. We can talk about the Lees. What's going on with the teen ministry? Yeah. It, absolutely amazing. Okay? There's, the teens themselves. Yeah. Teens, if you don't think you can motivate and inspire, you can. Because I know your faith has inspired me. Yeah. Guys, be inspired again. Draw near to those people. And the other one, draw others to us. So what does that mean? 1 Thessalonians 5 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. What do you want to inspire in others? Is that a question you even ask yourself? I, I don't. I don't. But it is a question we should be asking ourselves. What do we want to inspire in others? You know, I think we don't think we can, we're people that can inspire, but you are. Because you have the love of Christ in you. Questions to dwell on for the new year when it comes to this. Husbands and wives, does your faith inspire your spouse? Really. When they look at your life, when they look at your daily life, when they look at your relationship with God, does it inspire your husband or your wife to grow closer to God and to grow closer to others? Parents, does your faith inspire your children to go after a relationship with God? Does your life lead your children to a fuller picture of Jesus? Tough questions. And just questions for all of us. You know, does our daily life, our faith, our commitment to the scriptures, our commitment to prayer, our commitment to one another in the kingdom, our priorities inspire others to draw closer to God? Does it inspire people that don't know God to want to know him? Because God calls us to live inspiring lives. Get inspired and, and spread the inspiration.
So draw, draw near to God, draw near to others, draw near to others to us, right? It's this whole draw. And I was, was kind of kicking around the idea of having a canvas up here and doing a drawing thing while I did it and, you know, knowing that God would forgive my artistic ability and then the whiteboard had stuff on it that I couldn't erase and, and amen. But I was going to draw a beautiful picture uh, uh, slowly of, of the cross on, on, on Calvary, right? And just to really show that our lives through him is our masterpieces, right? Um, you know, every day is a blank canvas. We hold the pencil, right? Each day we use our God-given pencil to, to draw a masterpiece, right? In Jesus, we are afforded the mercies that are new every day. It allows us to erase when needed or even start completely fresh with a, can, with a new canvas each day. So let's not wait until the new year to do this. Like, let's start today, yeah. right? The only thing that's really holding us back is ourselves. The whole story of creation, the Bible, redemption, life, it's about God. Yet in our life, we want to make it about us. We want to make our, our New Year's resolutions about us. I just feel God's calling us deeper. And every day we have a choice. You know, it, we, it, mercies are new every day. T tomorrow's a fresh start. The next day's a fresh start. Yeah, like don't, don't get in that rhythm of going, man, I just feel like it's been a week or two weeks since I've been able to do this. It's hard for me to get back going. It's not. Because every day there are new mercies. Draw near... Draw near or watch the distance between us and God increase as the pull of God on our life decreases. Get inspired by those who challenge you to grow and inspire those around you with your life. Yeah. Every day is a canvas. What will you draw each day? You know, and I just want to encourage anyone who is visiting, um, whether it's here or whether it's online, talk to somebody. Don't wait another day. Your relationship with Jesus, what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us, can't wait. Your salvation can't wait. Your relationship with God can't wait. It's right there for the taking. Email us if you're on YouTube. Find out what that is. We are a church that opens the Bible with people. We look at what Scripture says. We will help you to draw nearer to God. We will help you to understand what it is to have a relationship with the Almighty Jesus. And bring that grace and love to you. And bring you into our family. Don't wait another day. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Don't wait to the new year to experience his goodness. Amen. And we're, we're going to transition into the communion part of our message right now. You know, we're talking about the whole masterpiece, having a pen, drawing, right? You know, but isn't Jesus the great eraser? Right? Isn't he the great eraser? He's become the ultimate eraser for us. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. So I'm going to read that one more way. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us, our, or, or he will erase our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, as it said in Lamentations, his mercies are new every day. He affords this through the cross. And just as we have a choice, Jesus had a choice. Jesus had a choice whether he, whether he was going to take the sins of the world on his shoulders to die, to raise up again, 
to give us an eraser in him that if all we have to do is come and confess our sins to him and he will clean us. He will wipe it all away. He will make us white as snow. He had a choice and he chose you. And so as we do communion, just want to read this scripture a couple times and have us meditate on this a little bit. So if you guys would just close your eyes and just listen to these words. Listen to how profound they are. Listen to what we have in Jesus. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says the soul. Therefore, I will have hope in him. Let me read it one more time. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, and therefore I will hope in him. Father God, we just come to you today just really just grateful, God, that every day is a new day in you. That we can come to the foot of the cross every day and lay it all down. That we have a fresh start and a new beginning. That we don't have to wait to the beginning of the year. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you that your mercies are new every day. That you are our portion. You are all we need. Help us to spend a little bit of time right now just meditating on that fact, God, of really letting it sink in. To really be introspective and, and look at our hearts, knowing what you want to do in us and through us, to help us once again to be inspired by the cross and draw near to you. We love you, God, and we just pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.